previously on the Infinite Escape Room. I can't beat Bobs of Chelsea. <laughs> Manic microscopic monkeys. Does he have an olive in it? Have we had any olives? Tea bags, coffee, scotch, gin, vodka, dry vermouth, and sweet vermouth. Oh, God! Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and this week I am drinking a Tesco's finest 10-year-old Tawdy Port, uh, which is very tasty. And joining me this week we have... I'm Chris, I'm drinking a... Uh, lovely, cool Pepsi Max. Uh, and my name is uh, b- 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 uh, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drinking my uh, well, well, uh, it's a uh, uh, well, it's a uh, uh, f- forgive me, forgive me, it's a uh, uh, dignity, dignity. I mean, um, it's slightly more Prince Albert, <laughs> not, uh, no, not Prince Albert, the other one, the one that just Charles. Oh, you're gonna yeah, have to Prince yeah, Philip. yeah, no, no, Prince, Prince Philip, yeah, quite dead. I mean, Prince Philip's quite dead too, to be fair, Ben. <laughs> um, that probably wasn't a very good Bojo impersonation, I couldn't hear myself. Um, I'm John. I'm back. I'm back. You thought I was dead and gone, but like Brexit, I just keep on coming back. Well, <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Cummings reckons that Boris hasn't gone yet. He reckons. I, apparently, he never said the words "I am resigning" in the in the speech. He didn't. I watched the speech. He did so, not say the words "I resign." It was a short and very shit speech. I thought. Um, we should probably say for the listeners we're recording this on the seventh of the seventh, twenty twenty two, which is probably going to go down in history as some kind of. Awful crime, but there we are. Um, the day on which our Prime Minister has at long last realised his childhood dream of utterly fucking the country uh, and resigned, uh, which is lovely. And to celebrate it, I am drinking one of Lidl's own beers, oh God, from the Hatherwood Craft Beer Company, because that's a real thing, and it's called Total Legend, the daddy <laughs> of all beers. Claims to be a dark ale. Let's see. Here we go. I mean, it's a stronger L, I'll give them that. Oh, 6.6%. Hello. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's a bit heavy, but it's okay. I'll take that. Yeah, I, a lot of the sort of the... I, I've not had uh, beers from Aldi Little in, in a while. Uh, not because we don't shop there, but because we don't tend to have an awful lot of alcohol in the house at the moment. Um, but um, I always found that the beery beers from Aldi Little were kind of fine. They were all right. Uh, hmm. Whereas a lot of, if I just pick random stuff out of the, off the shelves from like Tesco's or, or Asda or whatever, if I'm not looking, I've got a high chance in picking something I don't like. Okay. So comforting blandness is what you're saying they bring. Yes. That's fair. Though, to be fair, they do, they do actually put effort into doing different ones. Like they do a porter one, they do an amber ale one, and they do a lager one, blah, blah, blah. So, mm. yeah, I'll take that. The real yeah. dream is finding a lovely, weird, esoteric, wonderful beer in the middle aisle. You know, surrounded by knockoff Dysons and floor polish. <laughs> we'll be like, oh, here's a beer bit. And now, some knockoff Nutella. <laughs> because why not? And a power drill. All in the same bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a pun. I didn't make a drill pun there when I said bit. <laughs> of course not. What? What? Oh, oh my no. God. No. Oh, my God. We had the mic soundboard, the mic offensive soundboard. Now the mic offensive soundboard has been made flesh. But also, he might notice that I'm using my headset mic because my other mic's bust. 
Hi, Mike. So Mike's just arrived, but he's unmiked. Mike is not mic'd. But for <laughs> Mike is looking like angry thin Chris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then left. Thinner, thinner. Might have just been the aspect ratio on his phone, to be fair. So Mike just put an appearance like Ming the Merciless, but without the eyebrows, and, and then left. That's going to be really difficult to edit in, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How do you edit in? Just... A just man. like appearing that you can't hear. <laughs> yeah, like an apparition. Unless, unless crucially, that was the beginning of the puzzle. Me and Chris don't know it yet, but that was very relevant. Maybe. I, I remember it involving a dead body. I didn't see any dead bodies there. I know. I know. Mike's looking a bit, a bit elderly, but a bit pasty. <laughs> a bit, yeah. The, the years have not been kind to him. But other than that. <laughs> <laughs> is that going on the soundboard now? Is that another piece of Chris blackmail? The years have not been kind to him. <laughs> I have enjoyed the way that Mike has begun to look not like his dad, but like his dad's dad. <laughs> it's like he's just skipping a generation. I see. I I know Ben, and I know Ben's editing shears are coming out with a vengeance for this. So I feel pretty safe. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our Patreons for their continued support. We haven't begun! And I'd like to give a special <laughs> shout-out to three of our supporters. Christopher Chung, Charlotte Knowles, and Jen McPhillamy. For your stamina. Thank you very much to all of you for helping keep the show on the metaphoric road. Right then, just what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with. But this one reaches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next, in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, while the others try and solve it. If you don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall you, and if you break anything, you will lose your deposit – which this week is the potential to ever having a competent government. I kind of given up on that anyway. Yeah, you could argue we lost that long ago. <laughs> to, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, I thought that was going to go one of two ways. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Dominic Raab is going to be the interim prime minister. And he is a man without a personality. <laughs> he does look a bit like a sock puppet with flesh, doesn't he? <laughs> I, thought, I thought Boris said he was going to hang on now. Oh, who gives a fuck? It'll be different by the time this goes out. Who cares? There's got to be one last U-turn. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Bit of rumbly tumbly. Lovely. <laughs> still, still far more one of the royals than Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a narrow gap. Last time on the infinite escape room the team correctly breakfasted spies in a greasy spoon cafe. They then went through a mysterious locked door to find themselves on a wind and rain-swept blasted heath. The rain gradually stops as you gather your bearings. The cold wind is still blowing, but you don't feel it much. Looking around the heath, you take in the view. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Roll back. Gather your bearings. Yes. This okay. is just the intro, right? Okay. This is just the intro. Okay. The old, the oldie timey. It's narrator. narrator Forsooth, my lord. <laughs> I suppose we're doing imperial measurements now, aren't we? So, like, 
What kind of bearings are they? One eighth an inch, one sixteenth an inch. <laughs> bearings are in degrees, aren't they? Oh, or shekels. I don't know. <laughs> Looking around the heath, you take in the view. In most other circumstances, it would be quite breathtaking. A view for what seems like miles. Miles and miles. Or are they furlongs wood- or yards? Or, uh, no, sorry, sorry. Miles is an imperial I'm really, measurement. I'm really angry right now. I don't know why. Miles and miles of stunted woody bushes adorned with sharp spines and many with flowers or berries. You aimlessly wander around, somewhat guided by a rough track probably made by animals native to this place. Stumbling along, sharp spines and nettles brush against your legs. You take several dead ends, tracing your steps back to explore another path. Not quite sure if, like... <laughs> Were you high? Setting the scene. I w- <laughs> no, this actually was written today. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was yesterday. It's a bit like David Attenborough disorienteering. <laughs> I've not mentioned Lint yet. You're fine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. The sky above you is grey, blocking out the position of the sun and diffusing the light, making the surroundings surprisingly bright. After a short while, you come to a clearing. In roughly the middle of the clearing, there is a body, sprawled, limbs twisted in unnatural ways. What would you like to do? Ben, I'm really hoping that the fucking meteorological conditions are crucial to this puzzle, or I shall scream. Is is there a stick nearby? Uh, Yes, there are many sticks nearby. Can I pick up the longest stick I feel I can carry and and prod the body, please? (laughs) Uh, You can do, yes. You find one that's about um, six foot uh, six, a, a two hundred eighths of a furlong. Um, there, it is. <laughs> there it is, which I imagine to be like a foot. Um, so. Oh god, that's not very long. If, if it's a zombie, I'm fucked. Editing Ben here. So it turns out my calculation wasn't actually entirely that far off. Uh, one furlong is seven thousand nine hundred twenty inches, which if we divide that by 208, we get about 38 inches. Uh, it's just slightly over. Uh, divide that by 12, uh, we get um, 3.17 feet, which is just over a yard, which is actually a very sensible measurement for a stick. So there we are, my exaggerated uh, imperial measurement buffoonery. It turned out to actually be really reasonable. And you uh, you, you gently prod... Have you, are you prodding it in any particular location? The, oh, the God. The nearest bit to me to start with. The nearest, the nearest soft part. Yeah. Uh, okay, the uh, you you sort of poke its like uh, hip. There we go. That's okay. a, that's a potentially soft part. It doesn't move. Doesn't move at all. Cool. As Rigor Mortis okay. saying, Ben, uh, shall we say yes? Okay, Ben. By unnatural position, what do you yeah. mean? So the body is lying on its right side. Okay, the right arm is pointing out, like stretching out in front of it from underneath. Okay, the left arm is bent and twisted backwards. Is the body Superman? No. Okay, just going to rule that one out. The right leg is cracked at the knee and the foot is pointing down and away from the body. And the left leg is bent and twisted backwards and the foot is pointing parallel to the back of the body. Okay, so right arm forward, left arm pulled back behind it, left leg pulled back behind it. So was he like, I'm assuming it's a he, is it a he? Uh, let's say yes. Almost like he was grabbing his left foot with his left arm. Uh, yes, that that is not too far from the, the truth, yes. Okay. See, Ben, you just look to the side of your camera as if the dead body in question is next to you. and you're. I, going, I, have, <laughs> a, right. I, have, a, I have an image. There. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have many images. 
Okay. Uh, what was the dead body wearing? There are some nondescript trousers and a leather coat. A leather coat? And some shoes. There are shoes on the feet. Do you want okay. any more detail? Can we go I... through the pockets and things? Yeah, I'll let you do that. I'm not... I'd, I'll, I'll stay at a distance. We, we've come to guard. the conclusion that he's definitely dead, Chris. I think we're safe. Yeah, it's fine. It's a dead body. Um, <laughs> Is this uh, a I... what did he die of thing? I, I wonder if the uh, limbs are pointing in, in useful directions. Mm. That's, yes, uh, maybe. Right. Maybe. He was very specific about that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit metagaming, but... Mm. Okay, so can we go through the pockets, assuming there are pockets? And if there's any lint, so help me God. <laughs> For some reason, have a quick look under the coat first, and the uh, trousers do not appear to have pockets. So you can rule that out altogether. The The top also has no pockets, just in case you were wondering. So the, the coat has no inside pockets, but has outside pockets. Outside pockets contain a cassette tape. A compass, several Werther's originals, and a flat-headed screwdriver. Of course it does. Um, A cassette tape, some Werther's originals, a flat-headed screwdriver, and a compass. Uh, Does the compass work? Is it pointing north? Uh, As as far as you can tell, yes. Which way is north pointing in relation to the man's limbs? So, if you take the man's left foot, which was pointing parallel to his back, that is pointing north. So his arm, his right arm, is pointing south. Uh, no, his right arm is pointing roughly west-northwest. Yep. Mm, right, one second. Pen and paper time. Please his hold left, the line. His... <laughs> right, okay. So, north... Okay. So, the man is lying. Which which limb is pointing north? The straight leg? Yes. Actually, what I might do is, now, now that you've asked this... Do you um, have an image? I'm going to take a photograph of the... Uh, Body. Of the, the, the body. of the dead body. And awesome. put it in the Discord. Oh my you God, Ben. A picture. Oh, thank you. Uh, east. I love that you've managed to point. Yeah. Oh my God. The arrows ben, point ben. in the direction. Let's, let's talk about compasses, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about how they work. Because my Don't God. Rotate this picture, so, please. listeners, first of all, Ben has put north facing, downwards, i.e., south. No, 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 no north. It's pointing right. Going. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, he said the leg is pointing north. What he actually meant is the foot, which is clearly broken, is pointing north, and the leg is pointing somewhere else. <laughs> He's also given this person a nose, but okay. no other features. I insist you put this in the <laughs> so show notes. So you can see what, what this, way the face was pointing. This drawing has to go to the show notes, because if we fail, I want Chris, the to know why. Chris, can you see the shadow of the previous attempt here as well on this drawing? Like you can see what? In which it was facing a completely different... Oh, my God. Okay. Drawing is not my forte. It also has a double neck, but let's ignore right. that. Okay. I fear we're probably already on the clock, so we should focus here. So the So okay, I had it in my head that he was almost like like Superman flying but crashing to the ground, but he's not. He's basically lying on his side, but almost like star-shaped, with yep. his legs akimbo, his left leg. Is he lying sort of on his right, but kind of on his back? Uh, mostly just on his right. Okay, so which is the top leg? So the top leg is technically the left one. Okay, so his top leg is sort of... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I think his knee's broken. But, yeah, anyway, he's, yes. his legs are kind of splayed. The feet are jutting off in different directions. The arms... <laughs> one arm has no elbow, clearly. And is just, <laughs> just a line. The other arm has an elbow, we assume. <laughs> But I doubt this is the problem. Okay, um, that's a helpful image, I think. Well, so, should we walk north and see what happens? Yeah, I guess. Do we 
Or do we do walk to... a bit west-northwest <clears throat> following the arm? He's kind of pointing, isn't he? Sure, let's do west-northwest first. West-northwest. Can we follow the, the pointing of his arm? That's also the way that he's looking broadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and see if we find anything, Ben. You can do, yes. You follow that for a short while, using the compass to make sure you don't go off off, off track. Um, and you come to a large locked chest, so, so, sort of maybe like a, like a search and rescue type chest that might have um, some sort of resources inside. Mm-hmm. How is it locked? Uh, with a lock. Is it a key lock? Uh, yes, yeah. Not like the kind of key that you've ever really seen before at all. Um, would you like to inspect the box in greater detail? Yes, please. Wandering around the box, you can see it's been there for a long while. It's actually made of wood and not uh, not like a metal or anything like that. Around the back, you can see uh, hinges uh, clearly exposed with screws requiring a flathead screwdriver. Okay, so we clearly have to break into this box, Chris. Yes. Did we not get the flathead screwdriver from our... Uh, we did, we did, we did. The, uh, yeah. Okay, let's break let's into, into that the box, box, I think. Wonderful. Um, inside the box, you find a rope, an axe, several expired flares... A tin of corned beef and a stuffed parrot. A rope, an axe, expired flares, a tin of corned beef and a stuffed parrot. Yeah. Okay. Anything in the parrot? Stuffing. Okay. Hmm. Wait, a rope? Stuffed parrot. Rope, axe, corned beef, stuffed parrot. And several expired uh, flares. Right, can we go back to the body and then walk north, please? It's jolly good of this chap to die with all of his digits <laughs> pointing towards these various it was, items. It was really, really helpful of him, wasn't it? He, he clearly maybe, knew. maybe he was lying there and he thought, I know, I'll go west, northwest. Oh, no, 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 north. No, no, south, southeast. Uh, uh, I died. <laughs> and just expired due to indecision. <laughs> in government. <laughs> Following the uh, the left foot for a while, which points north, uh, you come to what looks like a telephone box of of sorts. Um, it's unbranded. It's not you know a BT telephone box. It's not a traditional red British telephone box. Can we go and have a look inside the telephone box? You can do indeed. Uh, inside, you find uh, a telephone. Um, it doesn't appear that change is required, and there are no buttons present. Okay. If we pick up the phone, is there any dial tone? There is, yes. But no way to dial? No. Okay, I imagine this phone is going to ring at some point. Can I open anything up to get any any wiring or...? Uh, No, um, there doesn't appear to be any screws that you could get to. Okay. Mm. Uh, Or anything that you could, like, lever off. Mm. Okay. Shall we return and go in a different direction? Yes. Though I have just noticed, I think Mm. the head was also pointing west... Uh, that's just to show you that that's the way that it was pointing if the nose okay, wasn't clear enough. Okay, <laughs> I see. That's fine then. It's and not by you, I mean me. <laughs> sure. Okay, so we go east then with the left arm yep. next. Yep. Okay, following the left arm east, uh, you notice actually that uh, this side of the body, uh, there were some tracks as if the body had been dragged for a short while. Uh, following the tracks, the, like the, the drag tracks uh, a little way, um, you just seem to be heading more and more into the bushes uh, when you finally find some headphones caught in a bush. Are they attached to anything? The, the bush. Wired or wireless? No, they're, uh, they're, they're wired headphones, um, like cheap cheap like earbud ones. Um, and yes, no, the, the end is not connected to a, a device might, at all. Might as well pocket them. I was okay. wondering if there was a Kate, Kate Bush joke there somewhere, but no. Um, I mean... South, southeast. Yeah, unless there's anything else. Can we have a quick look around? Just check there's nothing else. 
Uh, no, there doesn't appear to be anything else. And then back to the body in south southeast. Heading uh, south southeast for a short while, you find a sharp drop. It appears that you found the Heathcliff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there is your job. my job! It is a Kate Bush. That you <laughs> you lined it up for me nicely. <laughs> Scumbag. <laughs> Are we going to find out that he died running up that hill? Is that... Uh, no. No, okay. Um, so there's a sharp drop. <laughs> but that would have been good. <laughs> would have been good. Yeah. You're welcome yeah, there's to a it. sharp drop. You say um... good. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely song. Yeah, but it's the puns. It's the puns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so puns. is there anything down this sharp drop, Ben, if we look over the edge? Quite a way down. You can't quite fathom uh, how many fathoms it might be. Um mm. But um, it's it's quite quite a way, uh, and as far as you can tell, uh, there is obviously more ground there, and perhaps more more heath. You can't quite tell. Nothing uh, stands out in particular. Okay, we've walked in every direction except west, directly west. Should we try that? Should we go back to the body just to eliminate everything? Yeah, go on. Should we go west where the skies are blue? <laughs> yeah, you wander west for a little bit, and a little bit more. Uh, you wander west for for a little while and and find nothing interesting, but uh, you do get two minutes knocked off your time for for doing so. <laughs> what? There was nothing. What <laughs> scumbag? <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So let's have a little uh, inventory here. We we have a phone box, but with no way to dial out. Yeah. We have axe. a stuffed parrot, expired flares, flares corned beef. A flathead screwdriver. Is that it? Yeah. Can we go back to the phone box? Is there any like way I can get into kind of jewelry rig it to like to the phone box? Yeah. There is nothing at all. Everything is fitted nicely, flush to each other. I can't. Um, there are no screws. It's like welded shut or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ben, can I examine these flares, please? You can do. Yes, they are flares. Okay, so you say they're expired. Presumably, by that you mean if we were to light one, it would fail. You can give it a go if you like. Can I light a flare, please? So I've got no idea how flares work, but you light a flare and absolutely nothing happens. Excellent. Can we open the corned beef? You can do, yes. And uh, I hit the corned beef out. Is there anything in the tin? Anything corn in beef. the beef? <laughs> it's just corned beef. There's nothing Corn beef. Right, yeah. okay. Um, I'm going to keep it as well mm. and put it in my pocket just in case. I feel like mushy. we're missing something here. It does feel like that, doesn't it? The the, um, the the corned beef did chink on something in your pocket as you put it in, Chris. Okay. okay. Can well, I rummage through the corned beef for anything? Well, unless yeah. no, no, unless no, no, Chris no, no. put it in your pocket. Unless Chris put it in your pocket. Oh, you scumbag, Ben. Right, can we check our own clothes, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, who, who's checking who first? I'm going to oh, check, check his each other. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> It's the only right, way Chris, to do it. Rifling through, uh, rifling through John's clothes. Whilst maintaining find... absolute eye contact <laughs> at all times. You find uh, some batteries, some AA batteries. Okay. We don't have anything that requires batteries presently, or do we? Well, let's check, check, uh, check your pockets. You can check mine. Yeah, yeah. Can Chris rifle through my pockets? No, he's just done that to find the batteries. Okay. Can I rifle through Chris's pockets? You can do, yes. Uh, you find a cassette player. Is he, okay, is let's he, get the cassette all my the pockets. Player? Even like the bum pockets, like the whole the whole lot. Sure, yes, yeah, you do, and and all you find good, good. is a set player <laughs> and um, uh, a substantial amount of meat, um, which you then remember is the corned beef. 
Pincher by name. Pincher by nature. Um, okay, so let's get that cassette in the cassette player. I'm assuming the cassette player requires batteries because this is Ben. So like the power source for these items must be carefully considered and provided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love so it. Cassette okay. player, headphones, batteries. Yeah, let's listen. Yeah, to we got sound. everything. You're going to listen to the Yes, yes please. Please listen Wonderful. to the tape. And this is what you hear. Right. Can you play that, that backwards and slower? <laughs> no. Um, the tape cassette does not is not able to do that. Oh God! Slower, okay. just slower, just so, backwards. One of them. So you, there was a couple of a couple of series of dial tones where it dialed some numbers. I wonder. Can we play that down the phone in the yes, phone booth? Of course. Good yeah. If you like thinking. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to kind of like shove the headphone at the the, the, the mouthpiece of mouthpiece, the handset. But yeah, yeah. Could yeah, we try yeah. that? This is like a phone freaking episode. Brilliant. Thank you. Sure. So uh, you do that. I'm not going to play you that sound again unless you really want to hear it again. No. I really want to hear it again. That was quite oh. painful. After it finishes, uh, you hear the following. Find the cliff, then head north until you reach a stone that looks like a lizard. Descend the cliff here landing on the ledge to escape okay let's go back to uh the heathcliff yeah and uh what was it then go north waiting until we find a stone shaped like a lizard lizard. yeah and then jump down to escape can we hear that message again ben you uh the 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 phone has gone back to a dial tone so um again Find the cliff, then head north until you reach a stone that looks like a lizard. Descend the cliff here, landing on the ledge to escape. Why is Princess Diana advising us? Right, so we go back to the cliff, and then we need to go north, along the cliff, I'm assuming, hmm. until we find the stone shaped like a lizard. Do we come across that? You do, yes. Cool, and then we is descend. A... Yeah. We descend. Can we, can we oh, how do jump we descend? down from there, or, or how... what do we see? Yeah, is there a is there a rope? There, there is no rope there. What is Was there? Was there a rope somewhere else? Have we already found it? So, so all you can see there is you can see a, a rock shaped like a lizard, um, and if you peer down, you can see there is um, a ledge further down the cliff. Can I just throw John down there and see what happens? It's is a there, bit too far. Is there fall down? Okay. Um, what else do we have in our inventory? There was rope. We got a rope. Can we use the rope? To ah. tie to the, to the rock. And then, See, this I'm is so why glad people write down. things down. I'm so glad you chose that and not the stuffed parrot. <laughs> why? What do we need the stuffed parrot for? Nothing. It was a miscellaneous okay. add-on, like the Werther's oh. Originals. Um, ah. Having secured the rope, you let it fall over the side of the cliff. Gripping on tightly, you each lower yourselves down it. The cliff face doesn't have a lot of footholds. You frequently slip and cause yourself rope burns. You come dangerously close to falling on top of each other. After nearly getting hit by a misplaced albatross, you finally reach the ledge. Roll back. Misplaced albatross. What? Well, I don't suppose an albatross would be on a heath, so it's misplaced. Okay, okay. Continue. The ledge is pretty bare and not very wide. You're not really sure how this is an escape, but it is the end of this episode. Congratulations, you have solved <laughs> You left us on a cliff edge. Oh, you scumbag with the body, Ben. That was good. The phone thing was tricky. Is that based on is that is that based on any kind of reality at all? Like, could you was there a time when you could break a phone by putting a, some kind of tone down in? 
Yeah, uh, Chris yeah, said it at the time. It was um, so. Do you know Steve Wozniak? Yes, he, he's he's certainly not like probably the most famous person to have done this, but uh, but one of his things that he really liked doing before uh, Apple was started was he liked to create these um, these boxes. Oh yes, the fake phone box things. Yes, yes, yes. I've heard of these, and and him and I think him and Steve Jobs like one of their very first ventures together. They sold selling them. these out the back of a van. Mm-hmm. And what did they do exactly? Basically, they sent down frequencies, which I think were like uh, control signals, which would convert your local call into a long-distance call. And certainly in the US, um, I don't know if they still are, but local calls were free. And so by converting your local call into a a long-distance call, your long-distance call became free and you got a a free phone call out of it. Presumably, the the, the problem is that the phones were still using dial tones to send data. So... Yeah. Because there's no encryption there at all. As long as you, all you need to do is know the right dial tones to send down there, yeah. and you could tell it whatever you wanted. Also, so I, was, I, was, I believe that uh, the the uh, SMS messages were originally <coughs> just there for the text, and then like people start people found out about it and started using it for their own purposes, huh. and then it kind of evolved into being a proper service, like. Oh, that's nice. So, so like the line between where was it hacking and where was it a real thing is is very blurred yeah okay that's cool that's cool very good that was very sort of that was very spooky ben oh thank you very much that uh, the 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 only sort of um crap bit in that was that the the cassette was in your pocket and you had to look for it but but chris putting the um the the corned beef in his pocket gave the excellent chance to uh, yes it did I, that. I do so i mm, i have uh, a sort of sticky relationship with things being on your person at the beginning of these things, and I feel like I feel like the the gentlemanly thing to do, Ben, is to describe the clothing that the players are wearing. Yes, I have. This, bit. I have this, a, is, this is what you did in uh, in the uh, battlefield episode, wasn't it? Me, when I believe for the first time something was concealed on someone's person. Fuck, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! No, I can't remember. My logic and use any John's like, well, no, I, you I, I can't remember. Now you said it. First person to do it. Now you said I can't remember one. whether you did. You might have said that we were in uniform. <laughs> um, I don't recall that you said we were in uniform that had like breast pockets oh. or anything like that. Um, but but you may have done. I, I can't remember. No, this is um, this is a fair criticism. This is a fair criticism. So, so the, the the subtle the subtle um, things that you got to show that you had something on you that that might have been like a coat, and it was incredibly mm. subtle in this was mm. um, the fact that the cold was still blowing, that, uh, though you don't feel it much. Um, and the reason that you couldn't feel it was because you would have had something on you that would have blocked the wind. Oh my god! So all of that meteorological bullshit at the beginning was actually. A very subtle way of saying you're wearing a coat. And the reason why it was cloudy was because if you didn't find the compass, you couldn't have kind of done the whole north-south thing and then you'd have lost more minutes just ambling in wrong directions. So it was relevant. <laughs> just, just shoot me. Just shoot me. But just for you, John, I took out all references of lint on the fly. Thank you. I resign. Um, okay, fair. No, no, I, I understand. Oh, God. Uh, you you were expecting much more of us in this episode, but if you were like, I shall look at the sun, and from the sun, I shall determine the direction that I was traveling. So goes, oh, no, better blot out the sun just in case. <laughs> just in case they're that good from my years I, of orienteering. I'm- Let's say yes, but also that I wrote this before I knew who was uh, coming on. 
Are you yeah, expecting two more capable solvers for this I, particular puzzle? I just, when random things come into my... And right, you always get this, I think, that when you're the puzzle creator, mm-hmm. because it's so obvious to you, I think it's very tempting sometimes to... You kind of go, oh, but what if they do this? Um, and of course, you never think of everything. But you go, mm-hmm. oh, what if they do... This? So you like add things in that kind of like block... To stop them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably the least obvious paths... To block off particular else. avenues of inquiry. That they yeah, would yeah. probably never have gone down. <laughs> ah, there's an Egyptian money, but it only speaks French. Ha ha. <laughs> and then Tony comes on, speaks fluent French, and oh fuck bollocks, right? Google Translate. Okay. <laughs> Did I say French? I meant Persian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know um, what you mean. You you yeah. That yeah, that you you sort of you you imagine the ways this can go wrong, and then try and you try and meet them at the pass, and then it goes wrong in a completely unforeseen way. <laughs> but this went very well. You had uh, I left the uh, the timer going a little bit longer, but I think you had around about six and a half minutes left. Oh, plenty. There was no mention of time, so yeah, was, there wasn't. Um, was there going to I, be? No, no, there it was, was just going uh, to end. <laughs> there, there, I said to Chris before we um, actually before you came on. Um, that uh, this I'm not super. Pl- I, I quite I quite like the puzzle in this bit. Um, I'm not super happy with the with the story because there isn't a story. <laughs> Why is the dead body there? Why is it arranged like this? Why, wh- if you follow its limbs, do you find things that are relevant to you? There's no reasoning behind it. Ben, uh, true, that's fair. <laughs> However, I've been in physical escape rooms with much more thinly held together plots than that. So, <laughs> I will forgive you. But that's not a staple on the infinite escape room. You say you've been, you've been in them. Have you also designed them? Well, you, you, I mean, you, you say this, uh, a room that I, I did not entirely design, but I partially designed has just opened, what well, is about to open up this Saturday, and I'm running Ooh. the first games. Uh, so we've done lots of test teams, and so far, so good. Um, a couple of the test teams broke it but that's okay it's fine standard um yeah i think it's going to be good i've been interviewing them after the games going was it fun was it fun please say it was fun <laughs> you, that doesn't really help you get accurate data but you know <laughs> well, we, we have yeah 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 i feel a nice leading question <laughs> so hey guys it was really fun right yeah yeah, yeah. cool great stuff thanks for the feedback <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I should be in government. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely uh, the Tory approach to uh, yeah, yeah, feedback yeah. from the public. No, it's been um, it's been a fascinating experience being in the design process for a room. Uh, you because I'm not the one doing the build, and the guy doing the build is a perfectionist, which is great because it means that everything is really solid and mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Like everything looks really heavy and feels real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes he just sort of does stuff. So um, we wanted there to be a phone. We wanted the phone to be able to ring. But very early in the room, um, the your adversaries cut the phone line, so the phone rings and then stops ringing. The phone is out of the game. Uh, so what did he do? Built a phone network. Yeah, seems reasonable. With, yeah. with, with another phone on the end of it, the, yeah. in the control room, that we can pick up and talk to the team on. So now I'm like, ah, I really wish I knew that we could do this because this would have changed a lot of the decision-making. <laughs> but, okay, cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The next escape was going to be built cool. entirely around a phone network. Oh, endless phones, endless phones. Can you imagine? There's 35 phones in front of you and nothing else. Good luck. 
<laughs> there is no note paper. Now remember these numbers. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I will give you the, uh, the 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 freaking idea for free. Just have like a like a little box that they have to put a code in that that dials a number. I think that's a really cool interaction that you you yeah. you phone a phone, and it responds. Yeah. You so what would you do? You'd have to yeah. You'd have to so so you'd have a phone of your own and a normal phone that when you press the number gave you the dial tone and you'd have to give the correct number code down the phone line to another phone to make it do stuff. That'd be a cool idea for a room. So when I was looking, I there's this thing called DTMF, dual tone multi frequency signaling, which is the whole. Uh, what you heard to begin with mm-hmm. and as far as i understand it that is somewhat still in yeah it will probably in use work in pretty much any like of course it is and it, it might not work yeah because you, you, now that we're ip switched you don't need we didn't get go get new phones did we no. i've not had a landline for years so um neither have i no i uh we could manage to get rid of ours finally uh so i i think that that's basically and you know how when they say um oh press five if you want to that's how it works. You press one to do this, but it's it, they're listening for the tone mm-hmm. of the, the what comes back. Which is why when you press the one button on your smartphone, it still makes that noise because it has mm-hmm. to. Because if it doesn't, that those services do not work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and in fact, uh, the the tones that you heard were actual dial tones that I got off um, the Wikipedia page. Nice, lovely, very yeah. cool. Love a bit of detail. Very good. Are you going to lead us out, Ben? I can do. Would you like to hear the negative ending? It was, yeah. It was a negative ending. One. I was going to ask. <laughs> it wasn't a very good one. <laughs> you join the dead man upon the floor. You hear a crack of thunder above you. Rain starts to pour again. You're tired and you feel like giving up. A random albatross swoops low and unleashes the contents of its bowels. Apparently in some cultures this is lucky. But right here, right now, it means your time is up and you have not solved my puzzle. Wow, we get shit on by an albatross and we feel sad. That's the ending. Jesus. Why an albatross? I don't know. It felt like a really random bird. What more is there to say, really? Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to... (laughs) If you've been shat on by an albatross lately, we'd like to hear from you. Please send us photographic evidence to the Infinite Escape Room. It's at tier underscore podcast. Please ensure you have parental consent before you do so. And the albatross's consent. Consent's important, folks. Consent is important. That was it, actually. So just before we do go to the ending, Chris said that there would only be consensual poking of corpses. Yes. Chris, you did not ask for consent. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> You said, and I quote, can I have the biggest stick? Which is not, do you want this? I'm going to go further than a gentle poke. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And as mentioned at the top of the show, we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the infinite escape room, where you can listen to episodes a week early, have your name mentioned on the show, get unedited episodes, and more. We love you lots, and we hope to see you next time in another infinite escape room. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.